Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lafondra looking to get close side of Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Unpart Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it was definitely an eventful match yesterday at Cheltenham Town. A 2 all, and up there with probably one of the worst halves of football that we've ever seen from Reading FC. But we managed to not be losing at halftime. Very, very, very odd game of League One football. But to help me talk through it, I've been joined by James Earnshaw from the Red and Chronicle. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Paul. Yeah, looking forward to New Year and the, all the celebrations. And then, you know, 2024, it surely can't be as worse as 2023. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, oh, don't even want to think about that. But let's not go too deeply into that. But if you can face a review listening to a podcast about 2023. We've put a couple of episodes out about it. You may need a stiff drink with it because I'm sorry, but there is no bright side to it. We've also been joined by Matt Lansley. How are you doing, Matt? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Content with a point. Content with the point yesterday. Yeah, definitely. And you also learned what a Frankfurter was in the concourse, didn't you? So it's all wins, isn't it? I did. Somehow I'd been living under a rock for 26 years. It's no surprise to people that know me seemingly. Um, but yeah, I, props to the Frankfurter at the at, at the um, day. It was quite good. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, well, this is also the same day where I also thought I'd locked myself out of my house. Um, my wife was asleep and I actually realised when I stood up and got out of the car that the keys were in my pocket. So this is what happens when you get to my age. So let's move on to what It happened. was an eventful day. It was it was. Day. it was indeed. So there's only one change to the lineup. Sam Smith coming in for Kelvin. Kind of expected that one. But oh my God, Cheltenham absolutely dominated as James, didn't they? In the first 44 minutes, it was one-way traffic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You mentioned it earlier. I think it's probably the worst half I've ever seen from my Reading team. Um, just couldn't get to grips at all. Uh, didn't didn't seem interested in playing football. Uh, we'd just hoof it up to Sam Smith, laid win it in the air, and just come straight at us again. Uh, we got you know quite fortunate on a few occasions, and David Button was called in to 
action on quite a few occasions, but I mean, it was a matter of time before the goal came and I don't think it was too surprising when the second one followed pretty soon after. Um, but, you know, I guess you've got to credit the players. They, you know, realise that they have feet and they have a midfield and they were able to play through it and Cheltenham just couldn't cope with us when we actually decided to play football. Um, you know, the, the quality of the players shone through and for all of about 90 seconds, uh, we proved that we were the better team overall in terms of squads um, and managed to sort it out and make sure we weren't losing at half-time, which was the big thing. Yeah, I mean, you did put a tweet out, something along the lines of, it just shows how bad League One is, the fact that we're not losing <laughs> at half-time. Because it, it was ridiculous, because just 90 seconds of quality, that's all it took from us, Matt, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know where that came from, those moments, and we will go into the Cheltenham goals, don't worry, but just dumbstruck when we managed to get those two goals, weren't we? It was insane. I don't know how you must feel as a Cheltenham fan, the fact that you've thrown that away. Probably quite pissed off. I mean, yeah, like, you know, because that we had no right really to be in that half. I mean, for kind of, I guess you've got to give Cheltenham a lot of props for kind of the way that they actually set up and played. And they're not as bad of a team, I think, as a lot of people maybe wanted to think or wanted to make out before the game. You know, you look at them over the last 10 games and and especially since Clark's come into Cheltenham, they've actually been really solid and kind of actually quite mid-table. They've they've kind of mirrored what Reading have been like actually in like the last 10 games. You know, Reading have been a lot lot more improved since the start of the season, kind of mid-table and in, in, in the form table over the last five, 10 games. Um, and... It, it really showed kind of, you know, the, well, the improvement from Cheltenham from their first game against us and last night was, you know, so vast. You know, Cheltenham back in, when was it, August, were hopeless. You know, last night they really looked like they had a plan. They, I think they probably went for it a bit too much though yesterday um, because towards the end of the first half they should have, and again, it might be negative really to think think this, but they should have probably just set, sat back and just made sure they got in at halftime at, at Two nil because Dave, who was with us, was saying just get a goal back, just get a goal back somehow before half time, Reading, and then it's a different second half. You're back in this game, and you know they they conceded twice. You know, really from from, from as James said, really actually just starting to exploit the midfield because there was quite a bit of space between their back three and and Cheltenham's midfield. You know, there was quite a bit of a chasm there, which we were able to actually find in the end when we weren't hoofing it up. Um, you know, and we were able to get two two goals back, one from a corner that came from a counter-attack exploiting that space, and the second being able to shift it wide out to wing and getting the ball in. Yeah, definitely, as you said, over the last 10 games, Chan have been very similar to us. If you look at the form table over that period, they've been ninth and we'd be 10th. So there's not much in it. Lewis Wing also described the first 40 minutes as awful. I mean, there's lots of words for it. Um Take your choice, take your pick on that one. <laughs> There's lots of ways you could sum it up. But I think that's a completely fair summary. But if it wasn't for David Burton, James, he, he made a fantastic early save from Circum. He really should have scored. I mean, I don't know how he managed to hit it almost straight to the goalie. I thought Burton had a really good game. We can come on to the kicking, but actual saves, he did well. Yeah, yeah, he made three or four crucial saves before they got their first goal. Um, and you know, I think it's incredibly harsh to uh, to to label it as an own goal for Button. Uh, I think I think the shame should lie solely on Amadou and Bengay's shoulders uh, for for that one. Um, but yeah, you know he did his job, made some good saves, and as you touched on there, is his distribution requires some uh, 
some improvement. But ultimately, your job is to stop shots. And, um, you know, he's come under for a, a little bit of stick throughout the season. But, um, you know, I think he proved proved his worth last night alone. Um, yeah, made some good saves and, and kind of kept us in the game for, for the first first half. Yeah, they absolutely butchered us down that right hand side. If you looked at, I looked at heat map with forty seven percent of their action down that was down their right hand side, and you could see it. They were just killing us, and ultimately, it ended up with a goal with Long, who was obviously previously at Red, not Shane Long, a different one. But crosses it in, Circum takes it well, really, doesn't he? Gets maybe a little bit lucky, goes through Red and plays like, but you, you'd have to say Cheltenham fully deserved that goal. You, You'd have to be so one-eyed not to think that, Matt, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, it, it was well it, to say to say it was coming would almost would almost be wrong. I feel you know they they fully deserved it before then. Button had saved, you know, a couple of one on ones was fantastic before then, um, and it was a neat neat little goal, you know, a nice little cross field pass, little one two into into the byline, little cut back and a simple tap in. It's one of those goals which you watch and when it's your team, you think that's actually that's actually quite slick. You know, um, it it was a nice goal, um, but yeah, like I mean, when you when you when you look at when you look at the defending, um, you know, Holmes. Well, well, you'd probably look more at Cray kind of in the midfield because the runners come from come from deeper. He's not kind of picked him up, and when Craig and Holmes have kind of realised, you know, there's a man free in the box, they both try to dart out and both kind of miss the ball. Um, you know, but I think you know Craig probably needs needs to do a bit better there and kind of hold his hold his man. But I mean, it was it was more than warranted at that point to be to be one nil down. We now have to move on to the comical second goal, which yeah. I've seen some bad, bad goals conceded by us over the last few years. And just in general, you know, you always concede comical goals. This has to be up there in the top two or three, if not the worst goal, goal we've ever conceded, or at least worst own goal. I mean, he's got completely free in the area. He gets a shot. David Button never makes another good save, really. And then, and Benge just for some reason thinks, no, I'm going to absolutely shank this. There's no need. You don't need to that. He's hit the complete panic button. Uh, he's just completely lost his mind, James. And when it went in, it was utter shock from the away end where we all were. It's like, what the fuck has he done there? <laughs> yeah, I actually burst out laughing when it went in. It's one of, one of those ones that you've got to laugh or cry, really, when it first goes in. I mean, then the realisation hits that you're tuning down to Cheltenham. But um, the goal itself was just one of those moments. It was just, my God, you know, that's kind of sums up just how bad we've been in this half. Everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Don't think it's quite as bad as the, was it Gunter own goal or, or the one against the Burton 500 game? When Manone, from the, like the halfway line where it bounced off someone and Manone... No, like, no, 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 that, that, that... That was Manone not being able to, or well, seemingly yeah. having nothing for hands and it just going through <laughs> like that. That that was a dreadful goal, but this I think tops that for me. Do you? Uh, yesterday do you was yesterday was funnier. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, the, yeah. I think this one was funnier. <laughs> it was similar. It's like it's like on the old question of sport, what happens next? And you think, no, no, he can't take that option. That's option Z. <laughs> it's like, but um. Uh, I reminded me of the goal that we conceded at Brentford years ago and Aaron Cool was playing and I think two Reading players fell over and the striker, I cannot remember the name of the striker now for Brentford, just slid it away and even he fell over once as well before he put it away and he actually had a good career. But you just think, oh, 
yeah, is, is it going to be one of those horrible nights when we end up losing three or four nil? But credit to the team, Matt. They showed spirit again, didn't they? I mean, none of none of us there thought this was going to happen. But all of a sudden, 45th minute, we just thought, yeah, hang on. Let's try and pass the ball. Let's try and do some interesting things with it, create some patterns and not just kick it long all the time continuously. Oh, look, look what's happened. We've got a goal. How does that happen? Yeah, well, it's like I say, you know, that, that there was lots of actual space kind of actually in between the midfield or the Cheltenham midfield and their defence, which, you know, we were just bypassing every single time. I mean, you, you know, kind of for, for, for as good as Holmes was yesterday, kind of defensively, he was a bit of a problem on that side because it was him and Abby that just kept, you know, just lumping it up, lumping it up, lumping it up. And I know that was it might have been part of the game plan that was said, but I mean, it was, you, you know, it was just killing us because every single time we got the ball, Cheltenham then just come back at us with an even better long ball and more being more physical up front, winning the second balls, pressing, you know, and we just couldn't deal with it. Um, you know, and like, like you say, it kind of got to the point. I mean, so someone, someone around me, I think it was, he, I think it was a road down to my right. Um, I think he said to, said, said, said to his friends, it was with, you know, right three nil and we, we, we can be off here, you know, and, you know, I think everyone kind of expected that because, you know, with how the game was going, like you say, I, I couldn't see a way that, you know, we could get back in it, you know, to be honest, because I was just hoping that we get to half time and it still be two nil, you know, because it could have easily been so much more. It could have been three, four nil at half time. That wouldn't have been unfair, really. But I mean, I almost think it was probably one of the first times we actually exploited that space. We were able to get up the pitch. And we were able to get a corner, you know. Um, and ironically, we've been dreadful at corners this year. I'm not even sure if we've actually scored from a corner so oh, far. It's definitely this year. one. I think we got two. I think we got um, Kelvin against Stevenage, and I think there was another one fairly oh, recently. Yes. Can you assist yes. us on that, James? I mean, you, you are the um, uh, no, no, maybe no, not. no. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't. Uh, it can't be many because uh, mm. I got a corner and kind of raced it off as just okay. He's going to catch it and then bobble it out. <laughs> yeah. I'd always start to turn away and look down the other end of the pitch for uh, what player <laughs> might score an own goal this time. There's always a chance with Luke Southwood and girl that he might drop it, Jones. That's exactly what that's exactly what I was about to say. You know, if there's one person we could we can rely on to be dreadful coming for crosses, or he he didn't even drop it. You know, he can't even leave his leave his line. You know, we think David Button is bad, kind of trying to come and claim balls and punch. Luke Southwood's different level. He is dreadful, utterly dreadful. Um, You know, and uh, I mean this header comes from about all of three yards I think you know how how a goalkeeper can't come and claim that or at least try and get something on it he doesn't even try you know and at that point Dorset gets it and you know it's it, it's a good it's a good corner in it. and there was a clear plan as well from Reading because every single corner especially we got in the second half we were just crowding southward you know Holmes was right on him Holmes probably knows him you know from back in academy days and everything and we were just kind of putting that ball onto the edge of the six yard box pretty much or kind of around the area and just trying to cause problems. Um, but I mean, you know, we, 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 we're throwing stick out and kind of saying how bad we were in that first half. What a moment for Dorset, mm. you know, first, first senior goal, he's come in, he's been thrown in a bit, bit at the deep end, you know, out at left back, not his natural position. Brilliant moment for him to kind of get, get a goal and kind of a really crucial goal kind of in that game, because, you know, as, as, as we were saying earlier, you know, Dave said, get a goal back for halftime and it changes the game. He's got a number of players around him, knocks it home nicely and kind of puts it into the corner. So, and uh, allows a bit of a, a bit of flurry 
of action really for Reading to, to occur. So really, really well done to Dorset. Yeah, there was also moments. Um, I agree, total credit to Dorset. I think he's been good in his position. You have to put perspective, like you said, it's not his natural position at all. But there was a little moment in the second half when he was stood in front of the away end and there was a little break in play. Cheltenham doing that again, fair play, you know, it's what they do. And uh, the, the crowd was singing, he's one of our own. Daryl Dorset, he's one of our own. And he tried not to react. He really tried not to react, but he couldn't help but look around and give a little smile. And he's like, I shouldn't do it. this, it's during the game. <laughs> but why not? Credit to him. But also... Matt couldn't go for David Burns, so he went for an ex-Reading goalie today on the podcast. It's quite reassuring, we, isn't it? We have a like... tendency of having bad goalkeepers. I've not come for David Butter today. I, like, as we, I, I'm surprised you're not come for me. He was brilliant <laughs> last night, and long may it continue, you know, for David Butter. Yeah, I mean, James saying about... Uh, it keeps the equilibrium on the pod, Matt. You know, if you can't go for one that's actually here, just go for one that used to be here. Yep. Well, I'm glad that he's not here because he was dreadful with us, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, he sent he sent his love as well to you. So, uh, James, <laughs> it was half time almost, but then Lewis Wing or Lewis Ping, he's already set up one with his corner. He decides to whip in a fantastic cross here. I mean, the whip and the accuracy here is it's absolute perfection, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was going to claim him with the bloody goal. I mean, I put down wing originally, and so did the Reading media next to me, because from where we were stood, couldn't even see Makairu there. He was hiding behind sort of goal side of the of the defender. Um, but yeah, just ripples the bottom of the net and suddenly just realised, bloody hell, what the hell has happened here? You know, we're suddenly, <laughs> suddenly not losing anymore. And you think, Christ, you know, got away with one there. Um, but no, I, wing's crucial. Crucial when he plays well, Reading play well. Um, he's one of the best midfielders in the league. And it's why it was so infuriating to not get anything out of him in the first half, really. Um, you know, we just kind of evaded the midfield totally and decided to, you know, aim for Smith, who couldn't hold off three three defenders all the time. Um, but yeah, you know, it's no surprise that when he gets a bit of time on the ball and he can pick something out, that suddenly a goal comes out at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, as we said earlier, Cheltenham must be absolutely... I mean, the players and fans must be absolutely gutted. I mean... They've managed to get the lead. They've managed to get the advantage of one of the most comical own goals you'll ever see. And they're still not winning. At this point, you've got to question your choices, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, you're just thinking, oh, I mean, yeah, it is a really tough one. Kind of like thinking how you deal with that half time. I was thinking, do we go for it? Do we sit on it? Because for me last night was a must not lose but yeah it would have been fantastic to pick up the three points there james wouldn't it yeah it would have been would have been big obviously for the confidence but um <clears throat> i think the way the players came back would have given them just as much confidence and uh you keep the the unbeaten run ticking over um you know you you've proved in your performance um you know that you're capable of turning games around it's um great men for for the mentality and, um, you know, providing you go and win against Exeter on Monday, then um, I think it's been a, a very good festive period. More points than I expected us to have picked up. Uh, still in touching distance, obviously, with safety, which is always important. Um, and just sort of keeps the morale going. Um, you know, all away games have been difficult. Um, but uh, to have gone three away games unbeaten after going 378 days with only picking up one point, um, you know, things are things are slowly turning around. Yeah, and repeatedly coming from positions when we're behind. Obviously, ideally, you don't want that to happen, but this is the reality of where we are. And 
if if which is a massive if i mean no way taking the game against uh exeter tries to quickly remember the day of the week on monday as a definite three points that would be eight points from four games over the festive period i mean I think we would have to be happy with that, Matt, wouldn't we, really? I mean, I don't think we can really be too downbeat on that. Yeah, it's a big if, obviously, you know, because there's still, you know, 90 minutes of football to be played. But I think I think even when you take out, you know, the, the extra game, I, I, I don't think it's fair to say that, you know, if we beat extra, then it's a good point at Cheltenham. It was a good point anyway. You know, the fact that we're able to come from behind and actually, you know, stay in a game which it's cliche to say i know but kind of like you know months a couple of months back you know they could have capitulated at that point you know they never looked like coming coming back from behind but now you know we've actually had two away games now on the bounce where we've come back from behind and we've got a really solid point i don't think you know we need to win it win against exeter to say that Cheltenham was a good point this has been a really good point against Cheltenham, regardless i think a good team that's playing well and on a good run of form um you know, so I think I, I think you can take it in 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 isolation and say that you know that's a game which we were really up against it. We we needed to find ways to scrap out draws and to you know get points on the board when we've not played our best. You know, last night was not our best by quite some way. You know, the players know that, the fans know that, but they were able to get a point. And kind of as we said on the way back, Paul. You know, as you know, Brian McDermott always used to say, if you can't win the game, just don't lose it. You know, and now they're, you know, unbeaten, what, in six? You know, they've had four games away from, four games, is it now, away from home? Where, mm. where, 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 you know, we're unbeaten now? You know, that that was unheard of at the start of the year, you know, when we were, well, not the start of the year, and we'll start the season at least, you know, when we were, what, 12, 13 games? Like, losses on the bounce, you know? So, yeah, for me, I don't think, you know, you have to say that we need to win on Monday for Charlton to be a good point. Yeah. Also, I'm going to throw back now to the um, uh, own goal and question here from Liam Hughes. Was that the most embarrassing goal we've ever conceded? Worse than Al Habsi versus Man United? Oh, my God, I've forgotten that one. Oh, my word. Yes. yes. Oh, God, that was... Um, I think that, that one probably gets a pass because it's the FA Cup and it's against United and we weren't going to win anyway and all that malarkey. It was still bad, though. It was dreadful. No, it was comical. Um yeah, it's funny because you could probably look at Reading over the last five, six, seven, eight years and just create a reel of these brilliantly obscene goals, right? Um, but for me, for me, I think it tops it because, like, I think it's more just Mbenge just doesn't even need to smash it. He doesn't need to smash it. He, he can almost just run out with it or even pass it out. Um, and instead he decides to, like half smash it half pass it without really any panic he's not really swinging his leg frantically uh, it's just anywhere but there um, amadou um yeah you know it was a shame for, it was a shame from yesterday because you know he's been he's been okay of late yesterday he was just a car crash though he was an absolute car crash yeah we got a question on that one from cameron so james this one from cameron here says what has happened to mbenge absolute shadow of the player last season what do you think it is that's going on there? Because he, he was bad yesterday and he hasn't been good all season, really. Yeah, I don't think right back's his best position. Um, he played centre back quite a bit last year under under Paul Lintz. Um, yeah. And his pace, he sort of did the did what Nelson Abbey is now doing, and that his pace is is sort of bailing out 
the defenders with his pace and, and his strength around the back. He's covering. Uh, I don't think he's he's, he's in his best position, uh, but needs must at the minute. Uh, I'm sure Yedon will come straight back in eventually when he's fit. Uh, and Benge will be a good player to sort of bring on. Even I mean, They've even tried him in midfield, haven't they, this season um, in a few cup games and stuff. So, I mean, I don't think anyone's quite sure on what his best position is. Um, but everyone's entitled to a dip in form, I guess. You know, we keep forgetting he is still relatively young as well. I think he's only, what, 23, I think. Uh, we forget sort of because he didn't come through the ranks. But he's still quite young. He's always been quite erratic. I mean, even last season, that's what we kind of loved about him was he kind of ran around like a, a bull in a china shop um, and sort of slide into these ludicrous tackles that when they come off look amazing, but otherwise look like GBH if they don't come off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, he's obviously on a bit of a dip, but... He's another one of that back line that's sort of out of position and, and trying to make do. I mean, by the end of the game, he didn't have a single fullback on the pitch mm. when um, Bindon came on in his place. I I think to be fair, he's been fine of late. He's not he's not been amazing. He's not been dreadful. Um, you know, um, but I think I think the last few games he's been he's been okay. Last night was just shocking, though. I mean, like you know, at halftime, I mean, he 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 almost I almost think he might. Well, on another day, he could have been sent off in that first half because he was already on a yellow, and there was a there was a foul that was right in front of us on the side of the pitch, um, where he just holds he, he, he rugby tackled a player to the ground, um, and when you're on a yellow card, that's one of those which you, you know you just cannot be. Like, what he was thinking there, I do not know. Um, some might say, oh, it might be a soft soft red card to get or a second yellow to get, you know, but if he got a second yellow there, I really couldn't have put much of an argument as to why he shouldn't have. Um, yeah, I was glad when he got taken off because he was a red card waiting to happen yesterday. He's had a rough couple of games. Uh, Boys Clark, Peterborough, who is one of the best players in the league and probably set for the championship, if not in January, in the summer, regardless of if Peterborough go up. And then he's also had constant wing play, crosses and crosses, always attacking him in the game last night so yeah let's wait and see so i'd love to talk more about the second half but i'll be quite frank not a lot happened i mean there was a shot from lewis wing which luke southwood made it look like it was a roberto carlos effort if you remember the brazil against france in the warm-up for uh, 1998 world cup um but he, he loves to say for the cameras though didn't he south let's not start, let's not start on this <laughs> let you this could you could do this goalkeeper slander <laughs> off the pod yeah just let just it have to get that last one in <laughs> <laughs> but i mean until only until the last few minutes james when I was very, very, very nervous when Cheltenham actually didn't have a clear shot. They did have an opportunity, actually, when uh, they had the shot across the goal. But with the actual last two crosses from the corners, I don't think they actually had a chance at all. But it was horrendous watching it. Yeah, well, they had that one where the, the substitute cut in and curled one just sort of the wrong side of the post. And I thought, oh, God, that's it. And then they had the free kick in the last minute of stoppage time. And I thought, oh, God, here it comes. Then they got a corner from that free kick. And I thought, right, that really is going to be it, with it being a corner. Um, so I, I I didn't actually write the end of my match report until after the whistle. Normally, I start it on about 75 minutes. But I just didn't feel comfortable that the game was going to end at 2-2. Um, so thankfully, it did. And yeah, I mean, I think they're slowly getting better at set pieces. I mean, they always make a big deal when they concede set pieces because normally they concede from them. But um, I think the last few weeks they're slowly getting the gist of it. Um, and, you know, I'd like to think 
going into the last few minutes, we can soon be a bit more relaxed that, you know, maybe they've got this, but then they keep doing first half performances like they did in the first half where they're all at sea and suddenly you realise maybe they haven't quite got it as much as we think they might. No, I, I think you're right there. I think they're still capable of combustion at some point. And if they play the wrong team, I think it could all go wrong very quickly. Mm. But then I also think, as you said, James, in your tweet, in League One, you basically need very little to get into a game, don't you? You, you don't need an amazing amount of ability to win many games. It's just cutting out the mistakes. And yeah, we made a lot last night. But I actually think Chapman played quite well. You know, they know what they were doing. They had a strategy and they were very good at it. So credit to them, really. I think I think looking at the second half as well, I mean, um, you know, we said earlier in the pod about kind of how how we want or well what what sellers would have wanted to do at half time i think the second half was probably fine for, for for reading because given how good cheltenham were in the second half you just needed to kind of just really solidify because cheltenham ran us ragged for for you know all of 44 minutes pretty much you know so the fact that we were able to you know kind of again don't want to sound too negative but kind of button down the hatches a bit and actually just make sure we can get through this second half and th- there was a few flurries of play you know around where wing had that free kick and kind of the, the the game calmed a bit kind of when when i think it was southward wasn't it kind of went down after a goal kick you know because you know we had about a 10 15 minute spell of possession there where kind of we were actually looking quite good and like we were actually maybe going to go on and get another goal here um but you know they were able to come through you know the, the the second half quite quite calmly quite nicely pick up a good point on the road and survive one of those late scares you know um it's i, I i'm not sure how many more of those i can take because seemingly every single game we're having bits like that i mean we had one at the end of oxford uh, at, at the end of the oxford game i mean bless him poor alex couldn't even watch the last free kick and corner i think um yeah as you said james it was almost like the it was the never-ending game at that point. I think the free kick was at, at like 95, um, 95th minute or 95, 30 or so. And then the corner was at like nearly 97 minutes. Oh, we'd have conceded there. That Yeah, I don't even want to think of that. Let's be honest. We're all waiting for that sickening sound from the Cheltenham men, weren't we? Mm. You know, we don't want to, but we're just so relieved when it doesn't happen. I'm we're waiting for the one where it. we get one up our end, though, because we've not had a I know. plus yet. I know, that's what you want, isn't it? I mean, imagine if we score in the last minute, it'd be like, finally, humanity has reached a peak. We have managed to get a goal in the last minute, but life doesn't work like that. So we'll have the game coming up against Exeter City. Um, Matt will be recording a preview for that later. But James, let's get your prediction on this one and I'll do mine as well. I'm going to say 2-1 to Reading. What are you going to say? I'm going to go 1-0. I think we're going to nick it just, uh, hopefully in the last minute, just get get a bit more of that feel-good factor. Um, but to be honest, I don't really care how we play. Uh, we could play as bad as we did for the whole game, to be honest, as long as we win it off someone, you know, whatever, and it goes in in the back of the net and we win. I don't, don't really care. Um, you know, something to please all of our sore heads after probably a heavy one uh, tomorrow night. Yes, yes, I'm already scared of this. Uh, well, I'm going to feel when I'm at the uh, select car leasing stadium, but we will see. Let's hope we get uh, another three points. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the podcast or efforts this year, give us a five-star review. Thanks a lot for listening. Cheers. <laughs>